As the Provincial Superior here at the Marian Fathers, myself and Father Matthew Tomini, the, uh, Tomini, the uh, rector, have embraced the traditions of the church. And what you just heard is traditionally uh, the announcement from the pulpit uh, on Epiphany of the movable feasts of the upcoming year. And so in the beautiful way, the tradition, instead of just reading it, uh, we had Austin sing the beautiful chant of these movable feasts. So if uh, you'd like to know which holiday, or excuse me, feasts that the secular world calls holidays, these are what he referenced. So how beautiful and thank you. So this is <clears throat> today the start of it because in the calendar year, um, we are now celebrating the epiphany. Okay, so why is this so important? You know, you've heard me say before about how much I learned in seminary, and when I did, I used to say, I, I, I want to share this, Lord, if it be your will, with people, because so many people don't know our own faith. And it used to be so confusing to me, these multiple feasts of the Epiphany, the wedding at Cana, and the baptism of Jesus, and the Nativity, and the three kings, and how come they're all together? That's not how they went in sequential order of our Lord in the Bible. I'm not understanding this. Well, when I went to seminary and then had our scripture classes, it suddenly made perfect sense. It actually is very simple. So I'm gonna try my best not to confuse it for you, but rather to simplify it. So the Feast of the Epiphany of our Lord is one of the oldest Christian feasts we have. And uh, the word epiphany, you've heard me say before, comes from the Greek verb, verb, meaning to reveal. So it is God revealing himself to man. Now, sometimes we call that a theophany, a revelation of God to man. So what is it? Okay, the epiphany. And remember, why are you doing this, Father? Why are you giving us a history lesson? Remember, you can, Thomas Aquinas tells us you cannot love what you do not know. You cannot love what you do not know. You just can't. So one of my desires is to help us. We've realized over the last 40 years, our church has lost catechesis. Our church has lost an understanding of the faith. And I'm convinced that's the reason we don't love our faith, is because we don't know our faith. So for my little tiny bit, I try to try to help us know our faith and then step into loving it. So the Epiphany was originally celebrated with four events. It was the baptism of Jesus, the wedding at Cana, the nativity, Christmas now, but the birth of our Lord, and the visit of the three kings, the Magi. All four of those were known as Epiphany. They were celebrated as the Epiphany in four events. Now, why? Because they all reveal God to man. The baptism, how? Because the Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus and the voice of the Father <clears throat> reveals what? This is Jesus, he is my son. So the baptism is a revelation of God to man. Then we have Cana. What is Cana? That is also a theophany, part of the epiphany, because it reveals Christ's divinity. He changes water into wine. He's divine. Uh, this is a miracle that only God could do. So that's a revelation of God to man. Then we have the nativity. 
the birth of our Lord, God is revealed to us by becoming a man. So the Son is now given to us, and who does he reveal to us? The Father. So this is a beautiful way of knowing God for us, mankind. And then finally, the Magi, the visit of the three kings. Here Jesus is revealed as even further. Three things. God, uh, excuse me, I should say king, because he received a gift of gold. Gold is a gift for kings. Uh, frankincense showed that he is God and a high priest. So he is God, he is king, and he is a man. Because myrrh was used for the burial of people. So all of this is revealing God to man. All of those events were part of the epiphany, or they used to be. So eventually, in the West, which we're part of, the nativity was separated out into Christmas. So of those four events, the baptism, Cana, the visit of the Magi, and the nativity, in the West, the nativity was separated out. And there's a very good reason for that, because the others deal with his divinity. The birth revealed his humanity. So we kind of separated that out. So in the West, the nativity was broken out into Christmas. Now, for a while, the epiphany then still remained the baptism of Jesus, the wedding at Cana, and the visit of the Magi for a long time. Thus, the epiphany became the end of Christmastide the 12 days of Christmas. The 12 days of Christmas go between December 25th and January 6th. Those are the 12 days. Remember your song, the 12 days of Christmas. And so those events mark the end of Christmastide, or the 12 days of Christmas. Now, Christmas began the revelation, or with the revelation of Christ to who? Israel in his birth. This was the nativity. And it ended with his revelation to the Gentiles. It makes perfect sense that they split them out. Because in Christmas, it's his humanity. Who's Jesus revealed to? Israel. Who came first? The shepherds. Who were they? Jewish. God was first revealed to the, to the, to the Jews, to Israel. But then at the end of Christmastide, with this, we have the ending of Christmastide and the revelation of Christ to the Gentiles at Epiphany. And that's why Brother Reuben just read in the second reading, if you listened, about this is all open to the Gentiles. Perfectly matched. If you ever listen to the readings of the church, I remember sitting there in seminary and we would go through the church calendar, we'd go through the readings of the Old Testament and, and, the, and the epistles and the, and the gospels and how they, the church picks them to relate together. And I just, I was dumbfounded of the beauty of our faith. But I never really loved our faith till I, I knew it and, and was taught to understand it. And that's my hope to, to, to show you. Now, <clears throat> over the centuries, these three celebrations then were further split out again in the West, okay? So now, today, we have the Epiphany, which is just for us 
now the visit of the Magi. Now we just think of the three kings. Now when we hear Epiphany, we just think of the wise men because the others have now been split out again. So today, normally it's January 6th. Well, Father, that was yesterday. Okay. In some dioceses, the Epiphany is moved to the nearest Sunday, the nearest Sunday to January the 1st. So sometimes it could be before the 6th. Sometimes it could be on January 6th. Sometimes it could be today, January 7th. Now, why is this important? Okay, because <clears throat> we now isolate the epiphany as just the wise men, the three kings. Well, Father, what happened to the baptism in Cana? Okay, I get it. Christmas was moved to its own. But now we still have these other three feasts, and you're telling me epiphany is just the wise men. So what happened to baptism in Cana? They, too, were broken out. So when do we celebrate baptism, the baptism of Jesus? It is celebrated on the Sunday after the Epiphany. So if the Epiphany is Sunday, the baptism is the next Sunday. Unless it's this year. <laughs> this year we celebrate the baptism tomorrow. Why? Because if the Epiphany falls on January the 7th or 8th, later at the back end, then we have to do the baptism tomorrow because the way the church calendar is spread out. Now, if the Epiphany was celebrated like it was last year on January 5th, then the following Sunday is the baptism. But if the Epiphany falls on January 6th or the 7th, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the 7th or the 8th, then we have the baptism of Jesus the very next day. You people are probably thinking, why does the church make it so confusing? Well, trust me, it actually makes perfect sense. So now, let's go back to this. So the baptism is normally celebrated on the Sunday after January the 6th, and that begins ordinary time. So that is the Christmas season. Christmas begins the season on Christmas Eve with Vespers and goes all the way through the baptism. And the baptism then begins ordinary time. Baptism is usually the Sunday after the Epiphany, unless the Epiphany falls on January 7th or 8th, as it does this year, then our baptism is tomorrow, and then we begin ordinary time. Now, what about the wedding at Cana? That's also a theophany, part of this Epiphany, revelation of God. Jesus shows he's divine. Well, that is on the Sunday after the baptism. So it's in ordinary time. It is Cana is commemorated on the Sunday after the baptism. So these feasts, all right, of Christ's divinity, which we are talking the epiphany, the wise men, he is God. The wise men see he is God. The baptism, Jesus is told by us, by the Father, he is my son. And Cana, he does a miracle to show that he is God. Those are separated from Christmas because in Christmas we celebrate God in coming in humanity. See the difference? This is perfect. And sometimes you might say, well, the East, the Orthodox, they still celebrate Christmas on January the 6th. Well, that's because they kept all of those original four events together. They never separated them. 
And so that makes perfect sense when you hear that, but it confuses people. Well, why does the Orthodox celebrate their Christmas on January the 6th? Well, <clears throat> we in the West separated them out. So again, I hope this makes somewhat sense because really I think of it this way, the Feast of Christ's divinity, Cana, baptism, and, and the visit of the wise men, they complete the feast of his humanity, Christmas. And that's why the whole thing is connected by the 12 days of Christmas. So it's the 12 days of Christmas that connect Christ and his humanity, Christmas, January 25th, with Christ and his divinity, the epiphany. And in between is the 12 days of Christmas. Actually very simple, even though I've probably confused it for most of you. So to finish now in the West, the focus today on the Epiphany is really the visit of the Magi, the visit of the three kings. Now this is important because the Magi represented who? The Gentiles. Because remember, he first was seen by the shepherds, the Jews, he came to Israel first. And now the Magi represent non-Jewish people to whom God is coming, just as Brother Reuben read. And so Magi really means what? It really means wise men more than it does king, even though we say three kings. Um, it really is the wise men. And so these Magi, who were they? They were astrologers. Now, we think of astrology as a bad thing, and yes, if you think the stars control your fate and not God, um, they were pagans. They were, which is why they noticed the star to begin with. They were pagan star people, but that's who God was calling. And so without condoning astrology in any way, Matthew, he didn't promote astrology, but he shows that outsiders are accepted into our faith. And again, that's what Brother Reuben just read, that this is open to Jew and Gentile. Christ is open to all. All we have to do is be willing to surrender our will to his. When it says that we are open, the church does not, or should not at least, mean that we are inclusive to the point of we accept every sin that you could ever commit. No, we love the sinner. We can't accept the sin. We're always striving. Well, Father, God loves me just the way I am. Absolutely he does, but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. We constantly are striving to grow in virtue. Now, these magi um, were pagans, but even as pagans and sinners, they responded to Jesus. And all people should be if given the chance. So really never take Jesus for granted. That's one of the problems I think us Catholics do is, is we take for granted um, what we have in our faith. We, we, don't, we don't really appreciate it enough. We don't even bother going to mass. We don't bother going to confession. This is crazy. The pagans who have a sliver of what we have of the truth and the grace and the sacraments sometimes respond more than we do that we have an overabundance of grace in the sacraments. And so finally, in comparing the visit of the wise men to that earlier visit of the shepherds, this is what I wanna share with you that I learned in seminary, because I was, I'm sitting here and I went back to my notes and I thought, wow, this is really interesting. Jesus came to the Jews first, the nation of Israel, that's the shepherds. 
Then he came to the Gentiles. This is the Magi, the three kings. Jesus came to the humble and the ignorant first. That is the shepherds. Then he came to the honorable and the learned. This is the Magi. Jesus came to the poor first. That is the shepherds. Then he came to the rich, the Magi, the three kings. So no matter who we are, Jesus will come to us if we let him. Now, it's normally, as I said, on January the 6th, but as I said, it's moved to the first Sunday after January 1st, this being the epiphany. And traditionally, you should have your houses blessed on this day. Uh, so we went around yesterday, uh, Austin, who just sang for you, and Brother Reuben, who just read for you, and we went through the entire Marian Helper Center. Uh, I did the Marian Helper Center, and Father Matthew, as the house superior, did the residence. But we went to every single building on the property, all the rooms, all the offices, and blessed them with the Blessed Sacrament. And you take chalk, and you write above the doorways 20 plus C plus M plus B plus 24. What does that mean? That's 2024, the year, and C, M, B are for the traditional saints or wise men of Caspar, uh, Melchior, and Balthazar. So that's traditionally what you write above the door. So if you see it above the door, you'll know what that means. So Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. These are the three kings represented Europe, Arabia, and Africa. That's why in the manger, sometimes you see a very dark-skinned uh, wise man representing Africa. Then you see the other two that traditionally are Europe and Arabia. And so that's really what that is about. And again, it ends at 12 days of Christmas or Christmastide. And now we finish with the baptism tomorrow. So this is really when you should remove your Christmas decorations. This is truly the end of Christmas. However, some still go all the way to February the 2nd, which is in the old calendar, Candlemas. Traditionally, way back when the full Christmas season went all the way to. So bottom line, we have such beauty in our faith. We have such, and don't let the fact that pagans use these days to say that your Catholic faith is invalid. You know, in Louisiana, in Louisiana, Epiphany, the Epiphany, is the beginning of the carnival season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the season before Lent. This is when all rich food and drink and carnal pleasures, that's where they get the word carnival, C-A-R-N, carnival, is a celebration of carnal pleasures. They were all indulged in rich food and drink and debauchery. Now, the season of carnival ends with what? Mardi Gras. This is right before Lent. And so please pray. Because instead of understanding what we should be, the meaning of Lent and its importance, we're caught up in debauchery sometimes of Mardi Gras. And so lastly, the tradition also on the Epiphany is to sing Christmas carols. And um, Christmas carols are a beautiful way uh, to do it. So if you're around town this evening, if you're up in our area, please join us at 6.30 this evening. We will be celebrating and singing Christmas carols 
and we'll meet you down at the library this year. For years it's been at Red Lion Inn, but unfortunately they're charging us way too much money to simply sing Christmas carols. Uh, so we're no longer at the Red Lion Inn. Uh, we're gonna be at the library. So please join us um, at 6.30 this evening as a celebration of the Epiphany in singing to praise God through song. And um, we hope you can be with us if you're in the area. So God bless you and happy Epiphany. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.